Did I finish mine? No, I finished mine. Oh, let me finish this one first. My tits in this shirt. The skims tank, my little nips. They look good. They better because I've had two kids. I'm getting a little insecure about my, my boobs. Why? Because they're fucking little rocks and socks. <laughs> <laughs> well. Rocks and socks. They are. Little mosquito bites. <laughs> Okay, welcome to What's the Recipe Podcast. Guys, it looks a little different because my usual co-host, my husband, Lucas, is not here. He is dearly missed, but instead... R.I.P. <laughs> don't put that into the ether. But instead... Well, it sounded like he said he will be dearly missed. <laughs> Poor choice of words. Um, my dear friend, Anna, is filling in for Lucas. Hi, Anna. Hey, thanks, Lucas, for letting me take your spot. It's kind of like you've been here before. I have. Yeah, you have. If you guys haven't listened to our episode with Anna in Blind Tiger, she's the founder of Hooch Booch. We'll get into it because we're going to make some drinks. As you can see, we are in the kitchen. And usually I always say, let's get into the kitchen when I'm doing an intro for people and we're doing an interview. But today's a little different. And if you're not watching on YouTube... You have to watch on YouTube. You have to watch on YouTube this time because we're talking about our meal. And we're going to show you. It's experiential. We're having a little girls night. Again, Lucas is not here. So it's just Anna and I. The kids are down. <laughs> My Phil and husband. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> and we're having a girls night. We're going to drink some cocktails. And we're going to show you guys what we made for dinner. Um, we made some Mediterranean bowls. So we'll get into it. But we're going to start in the kitchen because we're already in the kitchen. And we're actually going to start with drinks. So Miss Anna, can you guide us through... What we have tonight? Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily a Mediterranean-inspired drink, but it is National Margarita Day. Yep. So I brought tequila. Yep. I brought our Lounge Lizard Hooch Booch flavor, which is an inspiration from a Paloma, grapefruit sage, a little bit of smoke. We call this drink the Smoke and Mirrors. It's a little bit smoky. This by itself, too, is also my favorite Hooch Booch flavor. Yeah, it's so Lounge good. Lizard, I mean, Rum Runner, but Rum Runner is not like a staple. It's a seasonal. It's a seasonal. So you can't get her all year long even though can, can you give me the hookup because yeah, I do I'm of course I can <laughs> yes yes do you guys even have them in stock right now or do you brew only them seasonally? the 16 ounce we have a couple left oh come on down okay I need you but the lounge lizard is my you gotta fave, like so ask and wink you know let's show okay I actually lizard. don't know how to wink so I don't have just the... blink twice <laughs> <laughs> okay so these are what the lounge lizard look like also the the branding the the is this, this is called the branding yeah, the branding. Yeah, the branding is just... Packaging. The packaging, that's the word I was looking for, is so good. The little lizard guy. Um, so Anna's going to make us some drinks. Tell us how to make it. <clears throat> okay. So Lounge Lizard. Can I set this down? I'll hold it for you. Okay. <laughs> We're experimenting tonight, guys, okay? <laughs> okay. Lounge Lizard. <laughs> she's, she's also so tall that she's not in the frame. Okay, start it from the bottom, but we'll get there, okay, guys? Tiny little bit of tequila. Wait tiny bit of tequila <laughs> i would say about a half an ounce just eyeball it guys if i had a jigger i'd be using a jigger but i don't so half an ounce what's a jigger it's a little cocktail thing that measures the shot jigger like a shot glass <laughs> no it has like a small little thing on top and it tapers in and then it goes out at the bottom we have one well you didn't tell me so <laughs> we're just we're eyeballing tonight and i'm gonna hold on the mezcal for my girl man's because she doesn't like mezcal she doesn't like smoky yeah i'm not i'm not a big like um, my drinks tasting like food. I don't like a Bloody Mary. I don't even like a sparsy mar spicy margarita. Okay. You hear that? Ooh. You missed the crack. That's the most important part. I know. I know. Next time. That's why we're experimenting. Okay. And then you just pour the lounge lizard on top. You garnish with the lime and that's all, all we got for you. It's Cheers. Boocharita. No, Boocharita. It's really smoke and mirrors, but... Okay, so you guys can go into Buy and Tiger and they can get the smoke and mirrors. It's on the menu. Yes, it's on the menu. Do you guys have the little like... um? You brought over this like little garnish last time. Yeah. So normally, sorry, I didn't. <laughs> that was so fire. Normally it comes with a chili charcoal rim. It's like tahini and charcoal and it's so good. So that's so interesting because I don't like a, sp Wait, a spicy. Cheers. cheers. Uh, to us. Thanks for. Mm. 
making the the drinks and coming on the pod. Absolutely. Um, okay, I don't think I like tahini usually. Okay, but what do the they charcoal. use? What do they use at a like a Mexican restaurant with a spicy margarita? Is that tahini? Yeah, tahini. Okay, I don't know why I don't like it. I don't, but I loved what you brought over. So we do like one part tahini, one part charcoal. Okay, so it's chili charcoal rim. So it's more charcoal. Yeah. Well, like does 50, it 50. Does charcoal? Oh, I'm terrible at math. <laughs> does the charcoal even have like a taste? Uh, not really. No. No. It kind of just contributes to, like the smokiness. Yeah. Okay, tell people what like the lounge. I feel like are... it's like deep and earthy. It charcoal. is. I agree. Like, charcoal is like deep earthy, so it gives it like a like I don't even know how to describe it. like a grounding base. Yeah. It's not as like. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. It's earthy. That's a perfect way yeah, to describe it. Yeah, earthy. Earthy. Okay. In the ingredients, okay, first of all, what I love about Hooch Pooch is you can literally read the ingredients on the fucking can, which is how it should be. Oh, yeah. Um, and I love that it's so simple. What the fuck is the smoke extract? I'm, I've always been so curious. So it, we get all of our extracts from a company called Gold Coast Organics, and they, um, I don't actually know how the, they extract the smoke flavor, to be honest with you. Like, normally when we use the oak for the old-fashioned, we actually soak the drink on the oak. Mm. But with this one, like, as if you would kind of like a wine barrel. They're like oak spirals. Um, I don't know how they extract the oak. Mm. I'll ask for you. Ask. You know what I'm thinking about? My, like, my... I feel like they're like putting, you know, like when you go to a cocktail bar and they like put the little lid on the top. Exactly. That's what like I was what thinking. I'm imagining. And then exactly. they like harness that flavor. Exactly. And even when people do like Palo Santo drinks and yeah. then they burn the Palo yes. Santo. And, you can yes. taste it in there. Yeah. Yes. I'm assuming they're doing like that condensed with water. Cause like when I ask yeah. for the ingredient sheet, it's like just smoke and water. Hmm. You should do a reel on that, like how to actually get the smoke extract. That'd be so interesting. Ooh, okay. I'd watch it. I'll ask. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Cool. <laughs> Done. Okay. Let's actually With eat. all the extra time. <laughs> and it's probably like, it's bitch, it's eight o'clock. Like, let's get this show on the road. So we're going to show you guys how we make our bowls and what we're doing. So we have, this is like a little, well, animate this. So what is it? Like cucumber, feta? Cucumber, feta, tomato. Uh, I put a little bit of a shallot in there. And then I did a uh, red onion, a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper. Like so simple. And it everything smells delicious. We have our toppings here. We have our rice we're going to do in a second. And we have some chicken. I have spinach. Do we want spinach? No. No, I don't fucking want spinach either. <laughs> Thank God. I don't, I don't. I only really like spinach in a smoothie, to be honest. I don't like it on its own. Yeah, no, no. Okay, so we're going to build our bowls, but I wanted to mention that this recipe is from Half-Baked Harvest, and when Anna was coming over, we were like, okay, what do we want to do for dinner? And uh, something about me is like, I'm not somebody, I like to cook, but my husband usually cooks, and I'm not somebody that like can whip up a recipe. Like, I don't create recipes. So you look it up. I look it up. Easy, fine. Is that cheating? No. <laughs> okay. It's ensuring a good dinner. Exactly. Someone else did the hard work for you. Exactly. And Half-Baked Harvest is so good she has so many good recipes so good. and so this is one of her recipes and i'll link it below for you guys if you want to make it too because it's smelling pookie smelling fire tonight <laughs> okay i just found out about pookie stop really <laughs> just now like three days ago that's just now yeah so maria my sister told me about pookie and i started watching and then i was like oh this is what amanda and lucas did and she was like yeah. With a little voiceover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With a little cheerleader skirt. And I can't stop watching their fucking content. Wait, did you think that it was me saying that? I knew it was a voiceover, but I didn't know who it was. So my... But now I know, like... You know, you know who Pookie and Jed are. It's so cringy. So my... It's so fucking funny. My old babysitter from growing up literally saw the video and was like, why does Lucas have a Southern accent all of a sudden? <laughs> I was like, this is a voiceover. it's actually him. Yes. So, um... Yeah, we did a little voiceover of it. Or, yeah, we did a little TikTok of it. But I love Pookie and Jet. I love them. They crack me up. I'm like, are people actually like this in real life? Yeah, 100%. You know what he gives? Jet gives, like, retired frat boy who wasn't, like... Retired? The, yeah. Like, wasn't in, like, the coolest frat, but was in a frat in the South for mm. sure. Yep. Never Aren't all men from the South in a frat? Yeah, but there's frats of Boulder. Definitely, but I'm saying like... Oh, you mean, yes, yes. It's very, it's way more common for guys in the South to be in a frat. Period. Than, period. Because people aren't always in frats and... You're like, it's giving guy from the South that's in a frat. I'm like, isn't every guy from the every South guy. in a frat? But I'm more so thinking in like Alabama. 
you know mm. i don't know we're where gonna have he to went. fact check and see where we he should went. that would be a pretty good guess okay. i mean i'm from florida i feel like i have pretty good guesses because everyone goes to those sec schools yeah it was definitely an sec school for sure but where do you think pookie went <laughs> pookie seems like she went to the same college as jet and she was like but that's not how they she met was in like that no i don't know the story. story so she's a flight attendant wait maybe i didn't know this she like was three hours late to their date and he was like waiting there for her. She was like flying in okay. from like a flight. I, I watched the. I, I told you, I found out about them three days ago. And and I can't obsessed. stop watching. <laughs> yeah. It's like the only thing I see on my For You page. And then of course I'm hooked. I'm like, oh my God, what are, what is this? Like, how are so many people consuming this content? He's like, he wears the same thing every day. I don't look at him. I don't look at his outfit because it's all about Pookie's outfit. But what's funny is that he goes into his after. I know, I know he does. And he's like, here's my OOTT. No, no. And then he goes, and you know where the jeans are from. Oh, he says Every that? Every time. Okay, I need to actually binge Pookie and Jet content. <laughs> you need to binge. But you need to binge. I did see that. And you know, what I thought, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I thought was the funniest part about that? What? Was that he was like, she was three hours late and all the staff knows that I take That I go to dates there. <laughs> and he, he like got stood up, but he didn't. He's like, I take... All the women to this. They got married after like a year. Oh, they did? Quicker, I think. Well, it worked out for them. Look at them now. It's life. We love Pookie and Jet. Actually, if you guys want to come on the podcast, your door, the door is always open. (laughs) Seriously. I'm shitting on them. I love them. No, no, no. I love them too. I love you, Pookie and Jet. Actually, Jet, do you want to review my outfit? (laughs) It's skims. It's new. Okay. Hold hold my mic. Hey, they came out with swimwear today. Pookie and Jet? No, <laughs> skims. I just got a message. <laughs> I just re- registered after I said it. They, they've been doing that though. I thought it said like new drop. Maybe it's, well, maybe new it's a new collection. It's cute. Is it? Yeah. Where the fuck are we going to wear some suits in Colorado? It, I immediately sent it to Griffin and I was like, should we go to Mexico? I'm in the market. I'm going on a trip next month. So I was like, to Mexico? No. Where? Anguilla. Where's that? Bahamas, BVI, somewhere um, down there. An island, small. Is it open invite? Mm-hmm. it's kind of like a couple's trip and you didn't invite lucas and i as in like my mom and dad maria and her boyfriend and, and you didn't invite lucas and i <laughs> let me ask no we probably can't i bet they say yeah <laughs> bring the kids honestly my parents would love that well absolutely then um okay hold my mic we're gonna okay. we're gonna you go first these. okay i gotta pull this out first you gotta, t- <laughs> you gotta take over tell them what i'm doing <laughs> Okay, so we marinated the chicken in the tzatziki. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you do the rice? Literally just... What kind of rice? So it's it's basmati rice, organic. Always want to make sure you have organic rice because rice is heavily sprayed with... with um, really? Yeah. All grain typically is. Um, I always just buy organic in general to be safe. It's, it's the way to go. Um, so then I just literally rinsed it. You want to make sure you rinse your rice. Rinse? I don't rinse, rinse my rice. rice. Anna. I'm learning so much. Okay. okay, rinse my rice and buy organic, even though I always buy organic. Okay. Buy organic. Yes, ma'am. Step one, you have to rinse the rice because if not, it's okay. <clears throat> okay, whenever you do rice, <clears throat> you know when you cook rice and it's very like murky water, it's like, it's like white. milky. Uh huh. You want to get all that shit off. That's the starch. That's like, also, ah. you just want to rinse it. I don't know the science behind it, but you have to rinse your rice. It cooks so much better. Okay. And so what you do is you do a cup of rice, two cups of water. I actually think I did three for this because it just seemed like it needed more. You do a little bit of olive oil. Olive oil. I can see it on there. Salt, pepper. And then you see the olive oil on there? It looks shiny. Is that a compliment? Yeah. Okay, good. Looks good. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> Our rice is glistening. <laughs> She's glowing. So then you do salt and pepper. You can do like any other spices you want. You can do onion powder, whatever, but I just did salt and pepper because I wanted it to be simple because all of this other flavors. Yeah, we have a lot of flavor going on. Okay. Um, so that's that's it. You need to make sure you're rinsing your rice. Rinse get the really rice. Fine. You can either do it in the bowl and just rinse it out or... Is that a, a, go ahead. Or get a really fine mesh strainer. Mesh strainer for the rice. All right. And she serves me too. Of course. Love. Thank you. Okay. And then for our accoutrements, we have... Uh, wait, 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 the first, right? I know, but I'm going to tell them what's on the plate. Okay. okay. So we have green onion, the same tzatziki that we marinated the chicken in. We did chicken thigh. I'm kind of a chicken thigh girl over breast these days. Thigh. Chicken thigh is elite. Chicken breast is giving peasant. Yeah. It's just not good. <laughs> it's also dry as fuck. It's so dry. I can't handle it. Okay. 
So we've got the rice. We've got our tzatziki marinated chicken thigh. Do not get it twisted. Not a breast. <laughs> chicken breast is giving menopause and chicken thighs is giving youth. <laughs> it's giving hot girl 20s. Please tell me you get that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes okay so then we have the salad that i already discussed earlier avocado a little more dill in case we're feeling dilly uh feta little crumbles and what are these peppers pepperoncinis oh yeah pepperoncinis i've already no i've already had a couple (laughs) no i feel like i've had them on like pizzas before yeah they're They're good on pizzas and then man's what's the dressing it's a ginger tahini dressing so yeah it's really good it's really good yeah Yeah, it's funny yeah of course this looks great okay also lucas is out of town so all of my i'm just behind on dishes and stuff so all of my dishes are literally in the dishwasher um so that's why we're using this (laughs) 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 to scoop things um okay so let's put our accoutrements on okay you were in the hospitality industry accoutrements what would you classify as an accoutrement I would say, like, anything to, like, zhuzh up the dish. I knew you were going to say zhuzh. Did you? Yeah, I did. I don't know if there's a better word. It's, like, you already have, like, the base, but, like, there's something that you need a little bit more of. It's, like, bread and olive oil. Mm. Like, you know, you need a little, little something, something more. Okay. So I'm trying to think of what else I would consider, like, an accoutrement. Because I get kind of confused about, like, I guess I feel like sometimes appetizers can be. I think so, yeah not disguised, mistaked for accoutrements. Also, I think about a charcuterie board with little accoutrements on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah, it's like little mini, little minis, you know? Little minis. Okay. I feel like that's what it is. I probably should have. Do you want like a little dollop of tzatziki on top? Absolutely. I'm a sauce girl through and through. I'm not a sauce girl, hot take. Not a sauce girl. Like tzatziki, yes, it feels like more of a dip to me. Wait, but dip is kind of like just a thicker glorified sauce. No. Why aren't you a sauce girl? Ugh, I know. I know. What about like aiolis? Eh, nah. Really. Like if you're having a burger, you don't want like mustard and ketchup and like sauce on that. No, bitch. not really. Not like a plain hamburger, but like. <laughs> By the not way, like, if you were a clean a uh, plain hamburger, that's we would have we would have to have a, a conversation. Hold on, I need to. My nails are so overgrown that I got avocado underneath them. So just give me a second. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those nails are from your birthday weekend. <laughs> They're birthday nails. I'm just dolloping this. On I don't want to talk about that because that's literally like almost a month ago. And I- is it really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Didn't you say you keep yours for like three weeks though? I do, which is the nice thing because like a bitch doesn't have money like that. And also I don't have time like that. It's the to time. Always- it's the time. It's the time. I stopped getting mine done like a couple months ago. Okay. How are you doing the dill? I don't know. I was just going to kind of like garnish it. Okay. I like that idea. I think you need to bring this closer. Look wow, that <laughs> was so scary. I'm just going in. That's called being a mom. You always just risk it. What do you it. do? You avocadoed with your fingers? <laughs> I'm nervous about that. I do everything with my fingers. I eat sushi with my fingers. That's fine. That's not that weird. Because I started eating sushi with Lucas, actually. And he just was like, fuck chopsticks. Let's just use our fucking fingers. And I was like... I'm in love with you. <laughs> Honestly, oh, that's fair. I messed up. See, I thought I was going to spill mine, but I didn't. Okay. Okay. So this is what they look like. Beautiful. The bowls, like, really make them look pretty, too. They do. These bowls are actually, I think, from... Um, they're pretty. I think they're from either Free People or Anthropology. I think Anthropology would they make more like sense. They look like Anthropology, yeah. Yeah, I think they're Anthropology. I don't think Free People does... Um, yeah, no, you're right. But they're, right? like, sister brands, huh? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. Let's do a little taste test. Are you like a mix it all together kind oh, of girl? 100%. Okay. Are you not? I don't know. Like sometimes yes, sometimes no. See, I just hope that the chicken's not like too stale. Stale? <laughs> Why would it be stale? <laughs> I'm not really making me excited about it. I meant like dry, <laughs> like it sat for too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's good though. Mmm. Wow. Good, huh? 
The flavors are really good. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Lucas is missing out. I think he'd be proud. <laughs> I do too. We should take a picture for him. Okay, you know what it tastes like? Hmm. So I I listened to the podcast where he was talking about the different um uh flavors in cooking. Mm-hmm. It's very umami. Yes. What's umami again? Umami <laughs> is like when it's not like rich. Was that yeah, what it yeah, was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like rich. Like I feel like the best way to describe umami is like tahini. Like tahini mm-hmm. is like umami. It's like mm-hmm. very savory, very like deep. Again, rich in flavor. Mm-hmm. It's a rich flavor. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. Ah, damn. This is good. This is fucking good. We're going to enjoy this and we'll see you in a bit. Okay. We've been sitting here and just eating a little bit because I told Anna that I was so hungry. I needed to just like get some food in me first. Ugly eat. Yeah. I I love that term. I haven't heard that term. Ugly eat. It's like ugly cry, but ugly eat. Literally. I needed to ugly eat for a second. I've never heard that term. I I think I just made it up. (laughs) I don't, I don't think it's a thing. It's so good. Um, this is so fucking delicious. If you like Mediterranean food, it's really good. You have to, you have to try this again. I put the, um, the recipe in the link below, but we were just sitting here shooting the shit, kind of talking shit, (laughs) (laughs) spilling the tea. And we figured, why don't we just press record and just get into it? Um, but I think (laughs) the first thing we should start with is Anna obviously owns Hooch Booch and you're 27, 27. 27. Almost 28. I think we should talk about, because we got some questions and we'll get into some of the questions, but I think we should talk about success in your 20s, what that looks like for you, what it doesn't look like for you, what it's expected to look like, what people think it looks like. I just feel like, you know, you're a business owner and you're killing it and you're crushing it and your beverages in so many places. How do you navigate that? What does success look like to you? And also... Let's get into kind of how you vet people, vet friends, because I think it's important to surround yourself with people who are also successful. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I feel like success like can take so many different forms, mm-hmm. and I feel like it means so many different things to different people. Like, I feel like when we get like a good press opportunity or when we land a new retailer or our sales numbers increase. I'm like, that. that's what success looks like. You know, it's like having those logos in our pitch deck of like Target, Whole Foods, Red Rocks. Like that to me is like a milestone. But I think there's so many things along the way that also show success. Like starting something at a certain age mm-hmm. is also success, you know? And I think I had gotten so tied to what success looks like and saying like if we don't expand to three to five states this year like that's not successful Mm. when in in reality we opened a tap room and then kind of pivoted to a non-alcoholic beverage and like that's now it's it's success in its own right and i think wait why did you pivot um so we were on a team brainstorm talking about potential new flavors for hooch booch and someone came up with the classic corpse survivor cocktail and was like not a lot of people know about it, but it's like really cool and unique. And it was a cocktail that was made with absinthe. So like very botanical forward and absinthe back in the 1800s was considered medicinal. Like it was like meant to cure what ailed you. Like it was like hair of the dog, like OG and wait for like colds or like, no, for like, like, like hangovers. No like, way. Yeah. 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 What so, is absinthe? It's a, it's like a very, very, very high proof spirit. That's made with like anise, cardamom, lemon, like a bunch of botanicals, like 15 botanicals or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but something like that, like a crazy amount of botanicals. And so we were thinking about it and then we're like, what if we made a non-elk with that? And the name just kind of stuck. And then like we thought about it and we're like, okay, like maybe making a hydration beverage that was like your actual corpse survivor. And so, and then there was like a lot of shifts has been a lot of shifts in consumer preferences people maybe drinking less or mixing in a non-elk in between drinking and um i would also say like growing in alcohol is very difficult like it's the state by state rules it's in general or as a woman both it's it's hard in alcohol period and it's 10 times harder i would say alcohol as a woman especially in the beer category like i feel like it's kind of sexy for like wine and it's kind of sexy True. for spirits, 
but like we live in the beer category and like it's not really that sexy for beer wait that's so i never thought about it like that yeah i get that though that makes sense like being like a sommelier that like comes to the table and like opens the bottle and is like let me tell you all about this wine but like cracking one <laughs> yeah <laughs> cracking one open it's just not like it's not luxury like yeah. you know it's not like luxury hospitality but i look at this and i do think luxury it is and and that was like what was inspired mm-hmm. like that that's like what we tried to do um I don't know. I think to bring it back to success, like the anchor point that I come back to is like when we first started, and I don't know if I shared this in the first podcast or not, but like when we first started, I'd go around town and I'd say, I started this company called Hooch Pooch. Basically like no one knew about it, right? Year one, year two, some people had heard of it or said, "Mm, I think I've heard of you before. And now it's like, I go around town and I'm like, I own a company called Hooch Pooch. We're a hard kombucha company based out of Denver. And they're like, I know of you. I've seen you at an event or I've seen you at X, Y, and Z, or I've been to the tap room where I know about you. And it's like, those are like the little things that I'm like, oh, it's like brand awareness. Like brand awareness is success. That's not tied to revenue. That's not tied to this. That's not tied to that. And that's just all success in, in business. That doesn't even scratch the surface of the rest of life, you know? How the fuck do you balance being a 27 year old with like friends and social life and also having drive? Because I think that's like the hardest thing for me too as a mom and someone who has dreams and goals. Like I want to be a successful content creator, but I also want to be a successful podcast host. I also want to be a successful mom and wife. Where do friends fit in? Like how do I balance that? And I've had so many friends, which by the way, I feel like this is not what we're bringing into 2024 is high maintenance friends. But I've had so many friends being like, you're not making time for me or like you're canceling our plans or just like being needy and not understanding that I'm driven and I have other things going on. How do you navigate that? Because I think for me, finding people who are also driven has been a game changer for me. So how do you navigate that? (sighs) Um, I feel like I've lost a lot of friends since I start my biz- started my business, but I've also gained equally the same amount, if not more, through the work that I've been doing. Um, I feel like for me, it's like an energetic thing. Like, I feel like I, it's funny, in like the Clayton Entrepreneurship Club a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about like, what about your business gets you juiced? And it's like, we as entrepreneurs like have to stay like juiced like we have to keep doing things that like get us excited that get us motivated and I think there's certain friends certain people that I get around that I'm like oh my god I leave the conversation and I'm like juiced the fuck up and I'm like I could go run a half marathon even though I hate running um but I like feel so juiced leaving and then I think there's other conversations where I leave and it's funny because I talk to Griffin a lot about this and I leave and I'm like and it sounds awful to say this but it's true like I could probably just like not do that again. And it's really hard to say, and it's, it's friends that I've had for a really long time. And it's hard to leave that and be like, eh, like I wish it was different, Mm -hmm. but I'm also like, I think I'm just at a very different stage in my life. And so I'm looking to bring in friends like you that like we catch up when we can. And if I don't respond, like you're not like, where are you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Questioning my message or something, you know, like it's just, I feel like it has to be like a similar stage, Mm -hmm. like similar life timing. Mm Kind of. Yeah, I agree with that because also I was um, talking to, I think I was talking to Lucas about it, but I was hanging out with somebody and I just felt like everything that I was saying was kind of like having an eye roll about. Like everything I was talking about with my dreams and my goals, like they were having an eye roll about. Mm -mm. That's not... Like, if you're going to roll your eyes, you can get out of my house. You know what I mean? Or you can leave my, like, you can, you can leave. And I, I, I just. Like, th- as like, as if like they were too big or like they were weird. No, more, like- more so just like, ugh, like, it was more so like the conversation of my dreams and goals felt like it was, it was something that they didn't want to talk about and they would rather just dismiss or like they were jealous of. It was like gen- jealous energy. Mm. And. I don't think that jealous energy is conducive to a healthy relationship, whether it's romantic or for, or friendship. Yeah. And I would say jealous energy is very different from like, I feel like a friend that's going through like a rough time in work or like a rough time in like a relationship, because I think like 
lately, given like the current state of the world, right? There's a lot of people that are getting laid off from their jobs or in a job that they don't like, but they have to stay because it's comfortable and it's safe right now. Um, obviously very different from a relationship. You know, it's something that gives you security, but I feel like there's, there's conversations that I go into and then we're like, we go into problem solving mode of like, how do we fix this? How do we figure this out? Versus someone that's just like complacent and willing to stay in a place that they're just like not about. And I feel like what I feel like aligns both of us is like surrounding ourselves with people that are moving their lives forward, no matter what situation they're in. Yes, you can feel stuck. Yes, you can feel uncomfortable. And I think uncomfortable is where we start to shift and where we start to change. And that's like, if, if I'm not uncomfortable, if I'm not putting myself in uncomfortable situations, I'm not growing, I'm not changing. And that's like what entrepreneurship is. It's mm -hmm. getting uncomfortable and learning how to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Clayton has been good for you in community building? Definitely. Um, I feel like I always resonated with like an older, if you will, crowd. Like I feel like as I was young. An old soul. I am. Um, but I feel like when I was younger, I was always hanging out with like older people or like my parents would say like I was always like hanging out with like their friends. Like yeah. I would be like the kid that was like hanging out with their friends. Yeah. And I relate to that. I think that's like shaped a lot of like where I am now. And so I think not that people at the Clayton are old, but I feel By like the it's, way, if you're listening, and you're not in Denver. Clayton is what? How would you describe the Clayton? Like a social club. It's like a for creative country club. For creative entrepreneurs. But for cool people. <laughs> for people who are cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a members it's a members club for people that Yeah, are like minded individuals. And you don't have to be a business owner. It it is people that are like likely in business or they want to use it for the pool or the facilities or yeah. social socializing. It's a social club. Yeah. Mm. Um Yeah, that accepts women. <laughs> And people of color. No. Um, but truly, like... Not like country clubs. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, I walk in there and I'm like, wow, this is a diverse group of people. Like, yeah. this is cool. Like, I'm going to learn something from these people. Um, and the Entrepreneurship <laughs> Club has been really awesome. And they also do a lot of really interesting programming events. I mean, you and I went mm -hmm. to one for Human Design. <clears throat> they just do a lot of interesting, cool programming events, etc. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like if you are an entrepreneur or you're just, like, somebody who is driven, you have goals, you have dreams, you want to do something cool and you want to do something with your passions and just start something create something you have to surround yourself with people who are about that people who are also doing the same thing and if your friends are not supporting that arm's length keeping my arm's length like i don't know i'm so brutal with that shit like if you are not supporting me <laughs> you can i'm not brutal with it i just like don't really give it the time of day like yeah i feel that's like what i mean like quick to close it Quick to like cut it off a little bit. Yeah. Or just like not available. Yeah. Not available. Yep. Yeah. My time. And I think I've learned to say no to things like a mm -hmm. lot more. Like I've just been like, or I literally the other day was on the way driving to like a Galentine's thing. I just finished like speaking on a panel and I was like, God, my mental energy, my, my, and I'm an extrovert. I was feeling drained and I was driving to like a Galentine's day, called Griffin and I was like, I don't want to go. I just don't want to go. I had this like gut feeling of like, ugh. Like, and I you're just, a manifesting generator, so your gut is like gonna yeah. tell you. And I'm like, I am tired. It's been a really long day. It's been a really long couple of weeks. We got a lot going on. I don't want to go. And he's like, don't go. Just don't go. Then mm -hmm. why would you go? And he's so matter of fact in that way. But it's funny because I'd called my mom before and we were chatting and she was like, oh my God, just go. You're gonna have a great night with the girls. And I just, in the middle, literally driving down I-25, got off, off the off-ramp, turned around and went home. And I felt great about it. <laughs> Did you even text him and say, like, I'm not Yeah, coming? when I got home. <laughs> yeah. Like, two or three of the gals that I was actually close with, but the rest I'm just like, yeah, I haven't even had a chance to get to know them. And they've now kind of, like, formed this new group, but it was, like, friends that I initially had after college. And I'm like, you know... If I'm feeling that hesitation and I yeah. just like am not feeling it, I know that I'm not going to show up in the best way. And I, I was depleted. I was drained. And mm -hmm. like, I know I would just be showing up to say like, oh, I went. Like, yeah. what, do I get a gold star? Like, right. no, like I just didn't want to go. Right. Don't go. First of all, we need to talk about Griffin <laughs> for anybody who doesn't, who doesn't know. Griffin is Anna's boyfriend and he is incredible. I love Griffin so much. Um, tell people how you guys met. Uh, also, I'm making myself another one of these. 
Do you want to kill it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Griffin is my boyfriend. Uh, I've known Griffin for like you just said eight that, years. Like, you just said that like Taylor Swift and Karma. Griffin is my boyfriend. Griffin is the uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something I'd probably sing. Uh, so I've known him since college. I went to college with his brother, Dave. Shout out, Dave. For connecting us i feel like lucas does that shout, shout out. out shout out shout out yeah shout out. so i'm gonna shout out dave in lucas's <laughs> honor <laughs> um yeah so griffin used to always come visit us in college so they're the same age and they're brothers uh griffin always used to come out and visit us he was like going to school in lincoln and nebraska for a little while and then he was like sailing boats around the world so maybe <clears throat> actually we just talked about this last night Two Novembers ago, not this last November, but the November before, he had just gotten off his last boat job. He was a um, engineer on super yachts and super sailing yachts, I should say, sailing boats. He uh, got off the boat. We went to a concert with my friend Rachel and I and our friend Dave, Griffin's brother, <laughs> and I was talking a lot of shit about my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know, like if we should, if we should be together, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm moving on Friday and he's not even offering to help me move. And Griffin was like, oh, and you were dating him at this time. Your we had ex-boyfriend. Like, we had like gotten back together after we weren't together for like two years. We okay. dated for like two years before that, not dated for two years. And then, yeah, we'd gotten back together. And Griffin was like, fuck that guy. I'll help you move. And I'm like, oh my God, bestie Griffin, you know, like we've been friends. Like I was like, wow, that's so sweet of him. Fun fact, he actually bought like one of our first ever hats of merch. And he was like, um, someone once told me if you want to support someone in business, buy their product, like don't ask what you can do, but rather like just buy their product. Like that's like the best support you can give. And so he was like, I saw that you had launched huge Pooch and like, I saw his order come through and I was like, wow, that's so nice. Like Griffin random, but okay. That's so nice. What did he order? Um, a hat? Yeah. Like a pink Hooch Pooch trucker. Love. Pink, of course. I love that. Um, that's so him. Yeah. He is a, such a free spirit and he does whatever the fuck he wants all the time. So yeah. So he's like, fuck that guy. I'll help you move on Friday. So he shows up helps move all day long he like has his truck he he and he now says yeah i wore like a tight shirt like a shaved in the morning and i'm like oh i literally wore like the ugliest outfit of my life and i was like you were you were totally I was going not into expecting it that. yeah i was not expecting that You're like this is my my bestie my yeah bestie bestie griffin. bestie griffin and i told maria i was like my sister i was like yeah so griffin's showing up and he's gonna, she's like who's that i'm like just a friend so helps me move all day we get all the stuff to my new apartment everything's moved in and he's like yeah so uh yeah i don't make beds i don't sleep in gotta go <laughs> and i was like excuse me i literally said excuse me he's gonna hate me for saying this <laughs> and he was like um yeah i don't make beds i don't sleep in i know you got some stuff to work on but you know next time i'm in town i'd love to take you on a date if things have changed and I was like, wow, I was just not expecting that. Yeah, so what were you thinking? Did you love the forwardness or what? I loved the forwardness. But at the time, like, I was just like, I definitely have shit to sort out. Yeah. So that night I dumped my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, it was bad. Like, I hadn't seen him in, like, two weeks. Things were really bad. And I don't even know if I would call him my boyfriend at the time. Like, yeah. we were just kind of, like, recently getting Situationship, back together. Yeah, like and that. honestly, like, nothing... I would literally say nothing bad about him. It just wasn't... It wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't working. working. It wasn't working. Um, and... Yeah, so anyways. Uh, Griffin was moving a boat at that time from, like, I don't know, somewhere on the East Coast to Belize. And at that time, Belize was, like, having a hurricane okay so he like a hurricane is about to hit he's like helping people board up their homes when he gets there he like is not sure he's gonna like make it in and get out in time so anyways he's boarding up homes he finally like, gets on a flight out he comes here and he's like all right like i'm ready to take you on my date this is like i don't know a month two months later or something and i was like yes yeah, so your timing's a little bit bad i've got to go to the mountains to our brewery and i'm like not available and he's like i'll go with you and I was like, really? Did you love that? Yeah, I did. I was like, 
because normally I'd go by myself mm-hmm. and I was just so used to like being independent and going and doing the thing on my own. And I was like, actually, that'd be kind of nice to have some company. And he was placing Keystone, which is where we stayed for your birthday. And he was like, we can stay at the Keystone house. Like if you want to go up there, like, you know, no pressure, whatever. And I was like, ah, I've already booked a hotel like right by. Um, but I was like, let's just go. Let's go. So he like goes to the brewery with me all day is like asking them all these questions, like super involved in the process. Uh, yeah, and then he took me out to dinner that night. He had already found a spot and booked dinner for us. We went to dinner. Wait, where? Near the hotel. Where, like, what, what mountain are you talking about? So our our brewery is, like, 30 minutes past Beaver Creek. Okay. But, like, it was off-season. So we went somewhere, like, randomly in Avon. It was, like, an Italian restaurant. And it was so okay. good. He, like, bought me a really nice dinner. And I was like, should I be paying for this? Like, it's like a work <laughs> trip. <laughs> I can write it off. It was just so silly, but it was so fun and it felt Did he so, stay in the hotel room with you? Yeah. It just felt so comfortable. I was like, it feels like he he like well, because we've known each other for so long. Did you express interest that night? I don't think we expressed anything. I think it was just like we were having fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like I, I think I was still just like equally as shocked about his forwardness. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I just always thought we were friends and now talking about it, he was like no, Anna, like, literally, I've always thought you were attractive. I've always <laughs> yeah. liked you. You were just always taken. I also feel like you were all, yeah, you were always taken, but then you probably were also, like, work was, was you know, one-track mind. Like, mm-hmm. very just focused. You didn't yeah. see the hints, probably. Definitely not. And you're like, no, this is just my friend. He wants to spend time with me. <laughs> nope. He's nope. like, no, I want to get here in your pants. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, here we are. Griffin is awesome. He actually did... Um, Write in a question and said, can you guys talk about sex in the workplace? Yeah, so if you don't know Griffin, that's the kind of question he asks. Um, We should talk about that, though. Should we? (laughs) What do you think about sex in the workplace? I actually have never worked in a workplace. (laughs) Whoa, hot take. Um, Not even a hot take, just an interesting fun fact. Fun fact, Amanda's never had a workplace. Besides this kitchen. <laughs> Besides the damn kitchen. I'm such a wife. I literally, I worked. No, you are a content creator. I'm a content creator. I worked at a <laughs> acupuncture clinic when I was in college and I did front desk. That was like the only place I ever really worked. I worked at Urban Outfitters actually for like a month. I've dated a coworker. Don't ever do it. You Sex did, in the workplace. Don't do it. And then he turned into my boss. Oh, so there was so a power bad. trip. Oh, yeah, it was so bad. And then he was like, yeah, we can't be doing this. And I was like, wait, 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 back it up. You guys started dating when you're on the same level? Uh, no, I wouldn't say same level. He was a little above you in in the workplace? I mean, like, I was like an intern. Okay. (laughs) So, but he he wasn't my supervisor. Okay. My direct report. (laughs) And then when he became your supervisor. Then, like, my bestie who was, like, my manager at the Ritz left and he came to step in. And he totally changed. Yeah. And then he was like, no, we can't do this. But then would like kind of go iffy back and forth. And I was like, nah, I don't think we can do this. Okay. That I gives me such an ick. such a specific moment. That gives me like small dick energy. It was. And I remember this one really specific moment that I had gone over to his house. And I was like, it, this was like right when this went down. And I was like wearing lingerie. I was feeling like so hot. And he broke the news that like this happened and like we couldn't be doing this anymore. And I was like. Uh, so do I just leave now? Like, oh my god, it was so bad. <laughs> You're like, so what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> I was like, where's my sweater? Like, I just want to cry. Like, yeah, this is so long ago. I just remembered it. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. It was awful. Ew. So don't do it. Yeah, small dick energy. Yeah. So then I left. I remember like that night, and then we kind of like started seeing each other again after that. Anna, I know. Why? Because he's kind of a bad boy. He had a lot of secrets that I wanted to find. Do out. you like a bad boy? I think maybe in a past life I did. I think you also like, and this is just my observations, you're so driven and regimented and have a lot of responsibility. I think you like somebody who has that free spirit in nature. You need it. Oh, yeah. That's like Griffin to a T. Yeah. You need that. You need that goofy energy. I like someone that keeps me on my toes. Yeah. Like if you're predictable and you're like a basic finance bro, which is my type. A jet from yeah the- i'm out on that <laughs> yeah. i get so bored so quick yeah my mom's like snapping her fingers in the back being like yeah <laughs> but truly she's snapping her fingers in the back yeah she's like yeah you you do you yeah do. you yeah. know does yeah. your mom snap a lot 
Is that no. her thing? No, I'm just saying like she's like in the back <laughs> being like, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. We talked about how do you define success. I, I really liked your your um, advice on that because I think that so many people define success as monetary success and financial success. And I think that that's like one thing I want to talk about for you that I have noticed with Anna. And I was just saying this off air was I base everyone and how they run their business off of Anna as a standard because Anna is so generous and so about building relationships, which I think is the key to a successful business. And everyone we've ever interviewed or talked to, my parents, friends, anybody who has had success talks about the importance of building relationships. And so I think for you, what I would love to talk about is the, like the generosity, the, I I had this conversation with somebody that we just interviewed for the podcast about sometimes I think people in our generation don't want to do shit for free when like sometimes you have to. And sometimes that's also like the way that you get you like there's a payoff you know what I mean yeah I think everyone's so money hungry these days that they don't realize that success can be other things besides money and that also sometimes doing free shit can help you in the long term and I think about that all the time too when I do like content creation or like trades with people I'm doing free shit but like is it worth the payoff you know yeah um I feel like at the beginning we gave a lot away and I'd say we still give a lot away uh but it's like, yeah, in a trade of sorts or like, I don't know. I feel like relationships are invaluable. Like, yeah. I feel like right now I'm on this like, I don't even want to call it like networking journey, but like I'm, I'm on this journey of like reaching out to people that I find like really inspirational and like asking them a lot of questions. And I think that's one thing like, okay. So since day one, I've asked a lot of questions. Um, this is like a fun little story. So Love. when I was a child, uh, I used to ask like an absurd amount of questions and my mom had a really smart friend named Mr. Baxter. He was like a professor or something. And so anytime that she, that I had a question that she didn't know the answer to, she'd be like, should we call up Mr. Baxter? And I'd be like, yes, let's call him up. And I was always like really inquisitive. And so I was always asking questions and I'd be like, mom, like, blah, blah, blah. Why is this da, da, da? Like I had a bajillion questions. She's like, you never shut up. You had a bajillion questions. And I think about that now as an adult. And I think, I go back to like question everything. Like Mm. just because someone tells you something like that doesn't mean that's fact. And so, and that's actually one thing that Griffin has also taught me a lot. Like I'll say something and he's like, are you sure about that? And Mm. like questions everything. But I feel like in a business, like, or just in general, like if you're looking to get somewhere or trying to do something, ask people that are already doing that thing or ask someone who you think you might know. Like when we first started brewing, I like reached out to 30 brewers and I was like, how do you think we go about this? That's free advice right there. And I think so many people are willing to give that. It's just being able to put yourself out there in order to do And ask that. it. And so now I feel like on the reverse, like I've mentored now like two people that are starting their business that are like in college or younger or just like young 20s that are like, hey, I'm trying to start this company. I've got a couple questions for you. And I'm like, absolutely, absolutely. Because there's so many people that have done the same for me. Like I can't imagine being like, yeah, no, I'm not going to help you. Like, no, I'm not going to give you that. Like, I feel yeah. like it's kind of like a give and get what you take. And I feel like, yeah, I don't know. That's how I feel about um, celebrities. And I just went on a rant on, on about this oh, on, yeah. on my Go. Instagram. Rant. Go. About how certain celebrities will... There are certain celebrities who make it very clear, do not come up to me if you see me in person. Like, I don't want to take a picture with you. I don't want to do whatever. And like other celebrities that like don't make it clear, but then like just also reject you whenever you do go up to them and say something like, hey, can I take a picture with you or whatever? I fucking hate that. Yeah. Because as a celebrity, you are putting yourself out there regardless if you if you wanted all the fame or not, you still chose this life. Right. And your fans are the reason that you're fucking here. And have money. Or and anything. have money. And I fucking hate when they're like, Uh, I won't take a picture with you. I won't give you something. You're not that cool. I'm sorry. You're a human being just like everyone else. (laughs) You're not that fucking cool. And there are so many people, even like I've heard this with influencers. I'm like, bitch, you got famous on the internet. Like you have fans because people like you. You're successful because people like you. 
give you're doing to something that makes them interested and give that give something back to people like yeah why do we have this narrative that success equals like we don't do anything for free or we don't be generous with with things or we don't like do favors you know what i mean i feel like it's been this like boomer to gen z complete 180 shift yeah. of like yeah i mean i'm sure you've got boomers in your life that are like you know, this new generation just doesn't work at all. And they don't, you know, and it was like hustle culture, right? Like, I I mean, my grandpa says it all the time, you know, your generation just doesn't want to work like people used to want to work. And he's like, you know, you and your sister are an exception and people aren't like that. And then I think Gen Z is quite the opposite. And Gen Z is like, I'm entitled to X, Y, Z. And I'm like on the edge, like I'm, I'm definitely a millennial. But like Gen what, Z. Yeah, what are you classified? Are you? Mel- I'm a millennial, yeah. I like couldn't say that word for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think Gen Z has been like, I'm going to pivot the complete other way. And I'm going to say, I went to college. So I deserve this money. Mm. And I think there's got to be this like happy medium of like, it's not all grind, grind, grind. Like I feel like my grandpa always talks about like, you know, in the middle of the night, I used to go to the oil refinery and I used to fix things in the middle of the night and blah, blah, blah. And then on the other hand, you have my sister who is most definitely a hard worker, but is like, I started my career in the pandemic. I was working from home. I could do my laundry. I could go to therapy. I could go to yoga in the morning. And it's just, there's been such a swing of the pendulum Mm -hmm. pendulum because I think life is moving so much quicker than it used to Mm -hmm. that it's just, I think it's going to balance itself back out. Mm -hmm. But I think we've swung so much the other way of saying like, I'm not going to do this unless you pay me. Now, I think there are definitely times where that's warranted. Like there's people all the time that say, hey, can I get a donation of XYZ of your product? And it's like, what's the ROI? What, right? Like what's yeah. the return on my investment for this? And so I think it has to f- sometimes feel like an equal exchange, but it doesn't always have to feel that way. There's people that do favors for me all the time. And then there's times when I do the favor and it's like, I think ultimately what, what goes around comes around. Yep. I love that. I love that. And I think that it's important for people to hear because, again, I think that there is that exa- what you're saying with Gen Z, too, is there is that like instant gratification piece that people want. Yeah. And it's not always the best thing for you, because what I had to realize, too, is like I'm playing a long game. I'm not here for a quick cash grab or. But people think success. that that's how it works. True. And people see that. Right. People think oh, on TikTok, I saw this one brand that went viral and now they're crushing it. Liquid Death is a great example. Mm, yeah. They started all, I was just listening to a podcast, so it's fresh in my mind, like two days ago about how their founder, like whole, his whole concept behind it. And it's it's not for lack of hard work. He definitely like had a lot of thought and concepting behind it. But they're a brand that was making three and a half million dollars in their first year. That's not common. That doesn't happen. They were? Their first year of business. Yeah. Um, sustainable brands can often take a really long time to grow. Yeah. That, that I, I heard something too about um, just being in the content creator space to people who go viral, like virality isn't necessarily longevity or longevity because it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. You had one video that maybe hit, hit the mark. Can you do it again? And then again, and then again, and then again, you were talking about that in the other podcast with a uh, country singer. Oh, Colt Ford. Yeah, yeah. He talked about that. Yep. Yep, he talked about and can that you people do it? right now want to do that. They yep. want to just say, I had this one video that got a lot of views. And it's like, but can you do that night after yeah. night, day after day? It's such a grind. And it is like, I'm here to say, like, if you're hesitant, if you're not ready to be hungry in like an entrepreneurial journey, like you won't make it. It's yeah. tough. It's really fucking hard. Yeah. I know you have to go. <laughs> so I want to wrap yeah. this up. But I do want to ask one more question. I want to spill a little tea. Okay. In terms of like what <laughs> <Nervous>. you're <laughs> No, in terms of like what you're seeing it can either be like in business as an entrepreneur with employees um, or with like the social media space and like brands that you're seeing. Maybe things that like you you are seeing that you don't fucking like. Like things that are giving you the ick or like things that you think are just like not it. <sighs> That's a hard one. I would say that there's a lot of people that are projecting like X, Y, and Z about their business. And I think I myself can get caught in that all the time of like sharing our successes and sharing our wins. Mm -hmm. And I feel like some people do it like so much so, or like, you know, are constantly being like, blah, blah, blah. We've been featured in this or featured in that. Um, 
Or like, oh, no, no, no. My biggest thing is when people are like, I'm all about, you know, connecting with other women-owned businesses and I'm all about supporting women-owned businesses and all this and all that. And then I'll like reach out to have a conversation and it's like crickets and I'm like, so you're not actually though. Wait, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or like, which it, it goes, I, I it goes back to like the goes around. I'm like screaming. It goes back <laughs> to the goes around, comes around. And it's like, I just don't, I just don't understand that. And I think there's so much that's like outwardly thinking like I'm this level and you're this level. So we don't meet together. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case at all. Do you know the biggest mind fuck is like when I had maybe 7,000 followers to now I have like over 20,000 and it's like that puts me in a different caliber than people that I maybe looked up to that had like 13,000 or even just 10,000. Now it's like, oh, I look at them as like this, but it's not that like it should never be that of like, no. of like I'm here, you're here because guess what? That person could have a lot of success in social media in the next year and be exponentially more than me and then what now i'm below them like it's and then what happens when instagram dies tomorrow and then you're no one again it's not real in the whole it's not defining it's it's not the hierarchy of it all is not real there's no hierarchy everybody has a seat at the table and anybody can beat you you know what i mean also there's always more room at the top and also and room for more always room for more can we talk about that 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 though because i don't believe in like there's there's one side of the coin where people are like women support women i will die for you i will ride for you just because you have a vagina i don't care what you think no i don't fall on that category no but then there's another another you know part of it where it's like women supporting women you're doing cool shit i fuck with that also by me fucking with that and supporting that, I know that I'm also going to benefit from that in a way too. Yeah. Like it only can benefit from you to, to support other women who are in your industry, who aren't in your industry. It can only benefit you. And I don't know why we're not doing that more. Yeah. I mean, you, you took the words out of my mouth. I think they're just, I think we as women want to be like competitive in a way with other women and I think the more that we do that the more we just like push our each other down like I think I saw this meme today that was like I love seeing like a bad bitch making money like it like makes me like jump for joy I don't know I'll find it and I'll send it to you but I was like exactly that like Mm -hmm. we have been and I have countless stories to share about ways that being a woman in the alcohol industry is like very very hard which is why you need to start your own podcast I know (laughs) teaser for my own someday uh yeah and I just feel like there's there's just like no more room for this like hate and pushing people out or like I'm at this caliber you're at this caliber like it doesn't really matter like Mm -hmm. if you're a founder you're another founder is another founder like Mm -hmm. because you've raised x amount of money or you've gained x amount of retailers doesn't make you a better person doesn't make you a cooler person nothing about that like defines you as a person and exactly what you were saying about what goes around comes around what happens when you exponentially succeed way more than they do what are they going to be come crawling back and be like alms for the poor like what the fuck well i feel like it's just more fueled with fire at least for me i'm like i can't wait the amount of people that i i have a list of people that when i do get to the place that i want to get i'm literally going to send a cake that says fuck you on it (laughs) i have a list a cake that says fuck you for all those that said anonymous anonymous not for me they don't they don't fucking know but just fuck you yeah, all those people that have maybe wronged me once or twice or said stupid shit that I'm like, you're going to regret that. Yeah. And I'll Here's show you. Here's your cake and you can eat it too. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I love it. Well, we need to wrap up because I know you need to leave. Yeah. It's late. But thank you so much for coming on What's the Recipe podcast. Yeah, this Yet was so again. fun. I know. And guys, just, just stay tuned because Lucas and I have a lot of cool concepts and ideas that we're trying to work on an experiment and trial and error so this was one of them and i hope you guys enjoyed it anna plug all your stuff tell people where they can find hoot pooch and also how they can come to blind tiger and experience that yeah so uh i started a business in 2020 and now it's turned into three so i'll plug all three of them um and they all work well together so all kind of in the better for you category we've got hooch pooch we've got corpse survivor they're both drink hooch pooch drink corpse survivor and then our tap room in denver is blind tiger by hooch pooch 
That was a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a code, right? Recipe? Recipe 20. Mm-hmm. No, just recipe. Just recipe. Just recipe. Just recipe. For 20% off in the tap room, off of Hooch Beach merch, and off of Corpse Survivor, mm-hmm. which is such a good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have Corpse Survivor in the fridge. Actually, I'm going to drink some tomorrow. I fucking love Corpse Survivor. So good. By the way, I... Because I, I, you, this is like a revamp of the Corpse Driver. Oh. And I liked the one before. It's like extra revamp. I liked the one before, but it was giving like LaCroix. Yeah. This, I drink so like an elevated. olipop. I was, I, I went to text you the other day. Like, I love I need, drinking this. You need more. At like 3 to 4 p.m. Yes. It's the best. I've been drinking, so I've been thinking about it in the morning, but I'm still drinking my coffee. And then I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm saving it for my afternoon treat. That's exactly it. Because I'm a oh. beverage girl. Like, have your coffee in the morning and then eat your lunch. And then between dinner, you have your corpse forever. So good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Well, thank okay. you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thanks for coming on. And mm, thanks for also so yummy. helping me cook yeah. and bringing the cocktails. Guys, you can find What's the Recipe on TikTok and Instagram, What's the Recipe Pod. And then also, of course, Spotify and Apple. And then also watch us on YouTube because it's, it's more fun on YouTube especially tonight especially tonight then you can check out our cute meals cheers cheers wait this episode is 86 this episode is 86 (laughs) I always forget